0: Hey, pals, it's Stephanie. Welcome back to the Keto Success Podcast, a show dedicated to doing the deeper work on your keto journey. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, pals, welcome back to another episode of the Keto Success Podcast. This is a special episode because I get this question all of the time in my inbox, in my DMs, And it's usually after we've gone through a phase where we have had higher carbs, whether that is for a vacation, for a celebration, or life just got challenging and we lost our way, we fell off the keto wagon, so to speak. This is exactly how I personally get back on track with my usual keto lifestyle and really allow myself to just flow back into it versus feeling like I need to force it and really gripping onto the idea that it's going to be restrictive and it's going to be hard it it doesn't have to be that way we get to choose how we approach getting back on track with keto and the reason why I'm recording this podcast is because I personally just got back from a week-long staycation at my cottage where I had all things high carb, high sugar, without any limitation, any restrictions. I ate anything I wanted, whenever I wanted, whatever I wanted, whatever quantity I wanted, and I'm going to be sharing exactly how I get back on track or how I get back to my usual keto lifestyle and to just offer some tips and tricks and really some internal work that we need to shine a light on in terms of just feeling more ease and peace when it comes to making this transition back to our keto lifestyle. I think the timing of this episode is strangely and coincidentally perfect because I just got back from, like I said, a week-long vacation where I enjoyed eating all of the things, but I'm actually recording this episode on the same day as American Thanksgiving, where I know a lot of people are going to just enjoy whatever foods they feel like, really make the memories with their loved ones. Plus with all of the other holidays coming up, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate, we are more likely to enjoy certain foods that we may not usually include in our keto lifestyle. And to be quite honest, It might have nothing to do with the holidays whatsoever. It may have nothing to do with a vacation whatsoever or a celebration. Perhaps you are in a really challenging season of your life. Perhaps things have just felt really hard lately and the easiest way to cope with that is to turn to food. Or perhaps it just feels easier to not even worry about keto at all because we're dealing with so many other things. Whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you are moving through, I'm really going to share exactly how I get back to my keto lifestyle, as well as tips to help move you forward in getting back to yours. I have shared many times on this podcast before that when I first started keto, I was really strict for... At least the first year, I did not have one single thing that was quote unquote off plan. And now that I've been doing keto for over five years, I have gone on and off keto countless times, countless times, whether it's for a vacation, whether it's for a family weekend at my cottage, whether it's just because I felt like having carbs that day, I have practiced this decision of getting back to my keto lifestyle because that's how I feel my best over and over and over again. And that's really important to note because if you've ever done keto before, and if you've ever fallen off the keto wagon before, and you've really struggled to get back to it, just know that every single time we make the decision to get back to our keto lifestyle and follow through with it, takes practice. It takes practice to make that decision, and it takes practice to follow through with our intentions. And even if we have, believe we have failed at it countless times, who cares? Try again. Honestly, we only fail if we quit. If we allow the carb spiral to continue, and even if it means we feel like we have hit a rock bottom, great. That is amazing. When we experience such extreme levels of pain and we know that we are doing it to ourselves, we are now armed with more power and purpose to get ourselves back to a place where we actually want to be, where we actually can feel our best. And I know it can feel hard when you are in the thick of it. But understand, the more we practice this decision, that I am going to put in this effort, this intentional effort, because I deserve it, I'm worth it, and I want to feel my best for myself, for my loved ones, so that I can care for myself and everyone around me to the best of my ability, we are now shining a light on the path to help move you forward. So I'm going to be sharing kind of exactly how I do that, and. How I allow myself to really just enjoy the process and really listen to my body and honor trust with myself, because that is such a big component to this. We need to be listening to what our body is communicating to us and screaming at us and not just ignore that, not just bury our head in the sand and hope that it goes away, We need to make this commitment to ourselves and honor it. If you truly believe that following a keto or low-carb lifestyle allows you to feel your best in this world, why are we selling ourselves short? If we have this period or this phase where maybe we've fallen into some carbs and sugar and we're struggling to get ourselves out, Or whether it's for a vacation or a celebration or a holiday, we need to be willing to allow ourselves to enjoy the moments while we're in it. But we have to also remember that following this way of eating, this lifestyle allows us to show up as our best. We have to acknowledge how having higher carbs and sugar are actually making us feel. What does it feel like in our bodies? Are we experiencing any symptoms? Are we constantly beating ourselves up and spiraling in negative self-talk because we can't get ourselves back on track? Are we surrounded by self-judgment and shame? Are we creating so much internal chaos and mind drama that doesn't really need to be there because we are not following through with our intentions. The reason why I include carbs in my keto lifestyle is because I have fallen into the cycle of the all or nothing mindset time and time again. And what I've learned is if I include carbs from time to time, that actually allows me to adhere to keto most of the time because it's not all or nothing. It's not black or white. It's not good or bad. As I shared in the last episode, with certain ways our mind is wired, if you relate to being somebody who is sort of an all or nothinger, when we get ourselves into a strict, rigid plan, it often causes us and triggers us to want to rebel against it. I am totally a person where if you tell me I have to do something a certain way, I don't want to do it. It gets my back up. It totally makes me want to prove to others that there's another way, which ironically is how I'm here (laughs) talking to you guys about how there is another way that you can include carbs within a keto or low-carb lifestyle and still reap all of the benefits and still reach your goals and really enjoy more freedom within this lifestyle so that it actually does last long-term. Instead of gripping on to doing it so perfectly, only for that pendulum to swing in the other direction where we're doing nothing and we're eating all of the carbs and sugar all of the time, and we can't seem to claw our way back, we need to find the middle ground where we are able to follow a keto or low-carb lifestyle most of the time, but still allow foods that we love to be a part of our lives. And there's even been scientific research that shows the benefits and the positive impact of taking quote-unquote Diet breaks. We can't be in weight loss mode all of the time. And when we allow ourselves to take mini breaks from our usual eating patterns, this allows really mostly a psychological reprieve. It allows us to have just a mental breather and a little more food flexibility. Sometimes we experience burnout on a keto diet or boredom or monotony. And the more we grip on to this idea that we really need to continuously lose weight, continuously make progress, continually stick to keto perfectly, oftentimes can backfire, oftentimes causes us to have these little minor slip ups on a regular basis. Instead of allowing ourselves a bit of a break, perhaps on a vacation, perhaps over the holidays, etc., so that we are enjoying foods that we love. And it really allows us to feel more recharged and reminds us of how good keto makes us feel. And to be totally honest, that is actually my favorite part about having carbs in my keto lifestyle that's my favorite part. So I was away last week at my cottage. We were cooking all of our own meals. And I would say 90% of them were higher carb or included carbs. And here's what I noticed. Before we even got to the cottage, my fiance and I were having so much fun planning out all of the meals we were going to make for ourselves. And checking the flyers to see what's on sale, and deciding what meals really matter to us. What meals do we not usually have in our day-to-day lives? What foods don't we have? And what's going to look good that day at the grocery store? Like I don't know. Like We were just getting so excited about it. We were allowing ourselves to go there and to daydream about it and to make a plan around foods that really mattered to us. And I'm not saying that didn't include things like chips or cookies because it totally did. I'm not going to sit here and pretend and preach to you that I only included carbs that were whole foods. Like, no, I was on vacation. I was going to have whatever it is I wanted, whatever looked good, whatever sounded good. But just even knowing that we were cooking all of these meals for ourselves allowed us to really ensure we are getting exactly what we wanted while we were on our vacation so that we could truly enjoy those foods. So after the first few days of having truly higher carb foods, I'm talking literally high carb foods, I noticed that I was exhausted carbs are exhausting. I could genuinely feel my energy levels plummet a few hours after having carbs. And I noticed I was hungrier all the time. It felt like I would have something and then a few hours later I would want a snack or something else. And it really was eye-opening to me that when I follow my usual keto eating... The foods are so satiating and they're so protein forward and fat forward that it's almost like a really clean burning fuel that allows you to just simply digest the food and have energy and move on with your day. Whereas when I was having these higher carb foods for meals in a row, it took a toll. Oh, my goodness. It was truly exhausting. Of course, I was really bloated. My clothes weren't fitting as comfortably. But to be honest, I was on vacation. So I only brought elastic waist pants. So (laughs) I brought my carb eating pants with me. So that was okay. But I noticed in my face, I'd wake up every morning and my eyeballs were so puffy. I felt like I was thirsty all of the time. Like I was dehydrated all of the time my skin wasn't looking as nice. I had a few zits pop up here and there. And literally by days four and five, my body was craving protein and vegetables and my regular keto foods, my regular low carb foods, foods that I know work so well for my body. I had some inflammation pop up in my body for one or two days. I experienced some plantar fasciitis, which I haven't had in such a long time. So it really is crazy and shocking that just reintroducing higher carbs and sugars for four to five days, I had all of these symptoms coming back in my body. This is something that when I am having higher carbs, I really am mindful of. We need to practice noticing the signals our body is trying to communicate with us. So whether you are having something higher carb for a celebration, a holiday, or if you're just kind of stuck in a cycle where you're having all of the carbs, it really is a beneficial exercise to write out all of the physical symptoms that you notice. Because so often we are totally disconnected from what our body is trying to communicate with us. We simply ignore it. We want to bury our head in the sand. We want to say that, oh, maybe I'm exhausted because I'm just so busy or stressed out. And yes, those are absolutely true. But we have to at least acknowledge our own role in the symptoms that we're experiencing. Literally by day five of having high carb, high sugar, my body was screaming at me. It was begging me to go back to my keto lifestyle. But so often we choose to ignore it. We allow our mind to take over. We say, nope, I'm having all these cravings or this will just make me feel good for this moment or whatever it is and totally ignore what our body is saying to us. And that is where we often feel disconnected. We need to ground into what our body is trying to communicate with us and really be willing to listen to that so that we can honor it and nourish it with foods that do serve us, that does make it feel its best, so that we can then go out in the world and be our best. So that really is a great exercise in connecting to our bodies and simply noticing what's coming up for us, what's physical symptoms are we now experiencing based on our food choices? We're doing it to ourselves. What role are we playing in our own suffering mentally, physically, emotionally? We really need to just acknowledge and bring awareness around what our body is trying to communicate with us and how it feels after eating certain foods. So you could keep a mood diary, a physical symptom diary after you've had carbs or sugar so that we are at least establishing a pattern, so that we are at least noticing, hey, I had a few days of higher carb and I noticed that plantar fasciitis came back. It's not a coincidence. Like I said, I was on vacation. I was willing to accept everything that came along with it because I also know and have total trust in myself that when I come home from vacation, I will get back to my usual keto lifestyle because that is how I feel my best. So here is exactly the steps that I take when I come home from a vacation or whatever it is to get myself back into my usual keto eating patterns, my usual keto lifestyle, no matter how long I've been having Carbs for, it doesn't really matter. And because I have practiced this so many times, I do kind of fall into a similar pattern, which I'm going to share with you in hopes that it helps somebody else who may be feeling a little bit stuck in a carb phase. The first step really is to make the commitment to yourself and honor it. If you want to continue on this keto journey, because you know it makes you feel your best, you need to really fully recommit to the process. We can't just continually flip flip on and off, back and forth. It can be really tempting to allow our mind to tell ourselves, oh, well, I had carbs just a few days ago, so... Who cares? I'll just have these carbs again, and then I'll start again. And it's like we can't even get through one week after having carbs of doing keto to allow our body to remind us how great we can feel. We allow our mind and our cravings to simply just run the show. So we really need to make this commitment to ourselves fully and completely and honor it. So what I tend to do is pick a day, pick a day that I am going back to it. And that's the day I'm going back to it. There's no mental negotiations. There is no flip-flopping on and off. You pick a day, you stick with it, and you honor that commitment to yourself. You know, I have shared that when I even first started my keto journey, It was on a Wednesday in the middle of summer. It wasn't any of that bullshit that the diet starts Monday or after this event or on the first of the month. Like those are little stories we tell ourselves that we've told ourselves so many times and broken that promise to ourselves. There's no rule that says it has to be Monday. We came back from our cottage vacation Sunday early evening. That night, because we had genuinely zero groceries in the house and zero bandwidth left after the long drive, packing, cleaning, blah, blah, blah. So we ordered pizza. And here's where that all or nothing thinking can really start to show up. And the story that it wants to tell us is, this is my last day of vacation. So I'm going to have all of the carbs, all of the sugar. I'm really gonna go out with a bang because tomorrow I'm going back to my keto lifestyle, my keto diet. I'm never gonna have these foods again. I'm allowed to have them now because I'm still on vacation. So let's go balls to the wall. Let's have all of the things. And then tomorrow I'll get really strict with myself. How many times have we had thoughts like this? Even if it's just after a weekend of having all the carbs. This is such a common mentality that we take when approaching getting back on track with keto. And here's the reality of what happened. I had no groceries in the house, so we intentionally ordered a little more pizza than we usually would, so that we could have leftovers on Monday so that I had more time to get more foods in the house and set my food environment up for success with all of my usual keto-friendly foods. And I started again on a Tuesday. I know, crazy, right? (laughs) Like, why do we do this to ourselves? All we need to do is pick a day that feels best for us, where we feel ready, when we really are acknowledging what our body is asking of us and we're not going to ignore it for one more day where we have our kitchens and our food environment set up with all of the things we need for success and honor that. Make that commitment to ourselves and honor it And honestly, if you take nothing else from this entire episode, please let these words land in you. You are always just one meal away from being back on track. One meal at a time. One day at a time. So often, this is where our brain really wants to try and run the show and keep us in this place of having all of the carbs and all of the chaos that comes along with it. We really need to acknowledge that our brain's just future pacing. It's trying to tell you that you're never going to eat these foods again or that it's going to be so hard and it's just easier to stay where we are, spiraling into all of the carbs, all of the sugar, when we know that they're not serving us, when we don't even Enjoy them that much anymore when we physically don't feel that well, when we notice that we don't have a lot of energy every day to get through the day. It's not easier to stay where you are, okay? Because where you are now is causing so much internal chaos. We're wasting so much mental energy judging ourselves and being uncomfortable in our body, in our own skin, in our clothes. And there is no part of that that is easier. I'm not saying that getting back to your keto diet, lifestyle, low carb, whatever it is, isn't going to require intentional effort because it will at the start. But if we don't give ourselves a fair shot, if we continually sell ourselves short by just going back to carbs every few days or every weekend and saying I'll try again and we get really frustrated with ourselves and why can't I get together and da 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 it does get easier the longer you allow your body to remember how good keto feels just like we wrote down all of the physical symptoms we were experiencing when we were having the carbs and sugar do do that again after giving yourself one full week commit to even just one full week of following a keto or low-carb lifestyle and make that list again. This will really allow you to see in black and white, on paper, right in front of you, the stark comparison. And as we physically start to feel better, the mental drama, the mental chatter around food starts to get quieter. We have to be willing to give ourselves enough time of being back in our lifestyle for the lifestyle to take hold. Like I said, by day five or six of my carb-filled, sugar-filled cottage staycation, my body was craving keto foods, low-carb friendly foods. Our bodies always know what is required for them to heal and feel their best. It is on us to soften around all of the storylines that our mind wants to create about that. And like I said, you are always just one meal away from being back on track. And this is something that I always practice. After I've had a higher carb phase, make that first meal freaking delicious. Make it like a homecoming meal where you are nourishing your body with foods that it loves, but that you also enjoy. For me, this usually is eggs and bacon. I'm not going to lie. I think it's just totally delicious, super easy, a great little lunch. And for dinner, we had smash burgers and a beautiful balsamic salad and a few leftover ribs we'd brought home from the cottage. Like all delicious, really delicious, so that we aren't really feeling deprived because we actually enjoy and love those foods. Keto foods are delicious. We get to be excited about what we get to eat. We get to be stoked on it. So it really is important that for your first meals back, for your first couple days back, We really are leaning into some of our favorite foods, some of our favorite low-carb keto friendly foods. For the first week when I am getting back on track with my keto lifestyle, I make my focus very small. I only focus on really small steps. This is exactly the same as if you are starting a keto journey for the very first time. The same ideas apply. Whether it's at the start of your journey or you are coming off a higher carb phase or a holiday or a vacation, whatever it is, we still follow the same pattern. For me, that always looks like two things. One, focus on eating low carb, keto-friendly foods. And two, focus on drinking lots of water, and supplementing electrolytes every day. That's it. Because like I said, this is so often when our mind wants to create a lot of drama and chaos around this whole process. So let's not overwhelm ourselves by believing we need to do all of the things we were doing before, or all of the things that I used to do when I did keto the first time, or whatever it is. Focus on two or three very small achievable steps and let that be enough. I don't track my macros. I don't worry about getting back to the gym. I don't stress myself out with intermittent fasting. If it feels good to do it, I'll do it. If I feel hungrier, I'll eat something. It really is as simple as that. I focus on eating low-carb keto-friendly foods and drinking tons of water because those two things alone will get you so far in reestablishing your keto lifestyle. The rest is all bells and whistles. The rest we deal with when we want to fine tune things. But if we're struggling to just get back to our keto lifestyle to begin with, we don't need all the other stuff. We don't need that right now. We need to use our energy, our mental bandwidth, and everything we've got to simply just focus on very small steps. And for me, that's always simply choosing foods that are keto friendly, that I know my body loves, and drinking all the water. I mean, I guess I would call it two and a half steps because we do still need to be supplementing our electrolytes every day because symptoms of the keto flu can reappear no matter what stage you're at in your keto journey, whether you're restarting, whether you're in a good groove, whether you're getting back to it after having higher carbs, it doesn't matter. So focusing on the foods, drinking all the water, and supplementing electrolytes every day, and that's it. And from there, once I feel like I have a good handle on things, I notice the bloating starting to go down, the inflammation's going down, then I start to incorporate other practices like daily movement and stretching. Like, I'm not even back in the gym. I'm simply talking about going for walks and moving my body. Like, we really need to ease our way back into this. We don't have to do every single component of a healthy keto lifestyle or what we believe is a healthy keto lifestyle right from the get go. We can transition slowly. In whatever way feels best for you, ease your way back into it. And then, once we have established ourselves and established some of these eating patterns, some of these healthy lifestyle patterns again, then we can start including more components that just continue to finely tune and amplify our overall well being. Maybe easing your way back into it looks like doing low carb for a little while instead. You know, I actually recently was working with a client and she was really having a hard time with how restrictive keto was feeling and all of the thoughts that were telling her, I'm not allowed to have this. There was a lot of additional mental bandwidth being wasted on trying to stick to keto so strictly. And feeling like she didn't have as much freedom. And that really weighed on her. That really depleted her in a lot of ways. So she had the courage to say to me as her coach, like, I think maybe this is feeling a little too much. So we just simply allowed for more flexibility by doing low-carb instead, which is Generally, 50 to 100 grams of net carbs. And if you don't believe there's much of a difference between keto and low carb, I would challenge you to ease your way back into it, doing low carb and tracking your macros. Even just for funsies, even just to be curious and really understand how many carbs are in certain foods instead of just writing off anything that might be higher carb because we're trying to grip onto doing keto so perfectly. You might be shocked how many more foods you are able to include in your lifestyle. It really is a way that we can ease ourselves back into it. And from there, we get to play with decreasing or reducing our carbs even further if that feels best for us. Maybe we feel great in low carb and we stay there, but we'll never know if we continually believe that I'm either going to be all off and have all of the carbs or I'm going to be super strict and feel deprived and restrict myself on keto. Low carb may be a great middle ground for you to transition back into this lifestyle or to continue on with that lifestyle if it feels best for you, maybe instead of reducing carbs and cutting out carbs cold turkey, we start by cutting out the worst offenders, you know, the really processed junk food that everyone would agree are not healthy food choices. And we really just transition back by including higher carb veggies or whole grains, or whatever that means to you, and go from there. Personally, I tend to go the other way. Honestly, once I have had higher carb foods for a week, I am so fucking over it. (laughs) Honestly, I am over it. My body's over it. And like I said, it craves protein and vegetables. And that's about it. I am more likely to, like I said, have eggs and bacon, more of a carnivore type meal because I just want to feel full and satisfied and feel like I am burning energy from a clean source, which I don't know. The word clean doesn't feel totally right there. But all I know for myself personally is carbs felt so exhausting. My energy levels truly plummeted after I had them, and this is where if we're having carbs again and again and again, we might not even know how good we can feel without them all the time. We need to be willing to give ourselves that chance to truly experience what having more energy to tackle all of life's challenges can even feel like. Another thing that I really like to do when I'm getting back on track is to just keep my meals super simple. Honestly, like I said, I almost go more carnivore, but it's not really intentional. It's just that my body is craving protein and healthy fats and low carb vegetables. It really wants healthy foods. And so I'll keep my meals as simple as possible. Maybe for you trying new recipes would feel good if it gets you more excited again about a keto lifestyle and having fun on Google and Pinterest and things like that. But for me personally, keeping it simple makes it feel easily doable and takes out some of that mental energy spent on coming up with recipes and cooking. So I just tend to go back to the basics. Egg salad, chicken salad, tuna salad, meat and vegetable meals, eggs, bacon, snack plates, charcuterie plates, keto smoothies, like really simple meals. And that is where I'll put my focus because it's just easier and we don't have to think about it as much, which makes it easier to follow. I will also go back to doing just a little bit of protein prep. This is something I do almost every single week when I'm really in my keto groove. But when I'm coming back from having higher carbs, I don't sit down and meal plan the entire week out and really get myself overwhelmed. I genuinely just focus on the next couple days. So I, this week, protein prepped for chicken breasts threw them in the oven with some salt and pepper and garlic powder. And from there, I at least knew we had two dinners ready to go and making them as simple as possible. So the first night, we just did chicken breast, broccoli, Alfredo sauce. It was super delicious and literally only three ingredients. And then the next night, I used the same chicken breast and made some chicken fajitas using some low-carb wraps. Again, what a fun meal. And all of them are super delicious, super satisfying. And then as the week starts moving on and maybe Thursday, Friday rolls around, that's when I start to really consider what are we having over the weekend? Because I know for weekends, that, te- that seems to be a time when we allow that fuck it mentality to just come back around. We need to plan ahead. We need to make sure that we are set up for success over the weekend. So I literally focus on a few days at a time. And once I've gotten through those few days, I already notice bloating going down. I already feel better because I'm nourishing my body with foods it enjoys. And then now we are preparing for the weekend. And then come Sunday, I will follow my usual routine of protein prep again, thawing other meats for the middle of the week, and doing some flexible meal planning where we at least have a sense of how we are going to use the protein and vegetables I have thawed and prepped and whatever's in the fridge so that we can simply transition and keep moving forward on getting back to our keto lifestyle. We have to understand that during this time, we are recalibrating our hunger cues and our palate. If we've become accustomed to having higher carbs and sugar, it can make it really difficult to distinguish between what's physical hunger and what's emotional hunger. When we have cravings, those tend to come from our mind. Our mind is telling us that we're craving those things, not our body. Remember when I said, let's drop into our body and acknowledge all of the symptoms it's experienced and how when I personally am having higher carb, my body is screaming at me and begging me to just have some protein and a salad. (laughs) Like So often we allow our cravings and urges to take over. And because we've given into them so many times, we tell ourselves, what's one more time? oh, I was just on vacation last week, so I did keto for a few days. I'm going to have carbs again right now. Like, who cares? I'll just start again. But this is where we need to remember that we're making our commitment and honoring it for ourselves. But we also need to realize that we are listening to our body and honoring it in a way that allows us to use food for fuel and not just for fun or entertainment or a way to cope with our emotions. And it's important that as we are transitioning away from higher carb and sugar, that we really understand that our hunger cues may be all over the place. If you are used to intermittent fasting, you may notice that's a little bit harder now. And if that's the case, that's okay, let's have some keto-friendly snacks on hand, hard-boiled eggs, meat sticks, sugar-free jerky, salamis, just cheeses, anything where we are allowing ourselves to just simply eat if we are hungry and not forcing ourselves to fast because when we're coming off carbs and sugar, we are gonna go through some physical withdrawal. It's gonna happen. So in order to get ahead of that, We need to really understand that we are recalibrating those hunger cues. Like I said, when I was having carbs, I couldn't believe that I was hungry again an hour or two later. It was shocking to me. And one of the beautiful things about keto is because the foods are so satiating, it really does allow us to hone in on our hunger cues. If we feel full and satisfied We can simply stop eating and wait until we feel hungry again, but we also need to understand that if we are feeling hungrier, just eat something. Eat something that's keto-friendly. If you're not feeling hungry, great. Keep fasting, drinking water. Like We really need to be understanding that this is a transition period where we are recalibrating our hunger. With that being said, we need to make space for cravings. Let's not pretend that they're not going to show up. We know they are. They're going to show up. We need to have a plan in place for when that happens so that we're not just giving into them all of the time so that we actually, like I said, give ourselves a chance to remember how good keto can feel. And there are multiple ways that we can do this. There are multiple strategies we can use, but we can't pretend it's not going to happen. Right? We know it's going to happen, so let's get ahead of it and have a strategy in place or a plan that we can lean on when it happens. This could include things like having low-carb alternative foods in your house. We need to make this entire transition and process as easy as possible for ourselves. So stock your pantry, fridge, and freezer with low-carb options to the high-carb or sugary foods you might crave. This includes low-carb breads, wraps, noodles, buns, pizza crusts, chocolate, ice creams, there is a keto alternative for essentially everything these days. So there's no reason why having some of these things on hand, it doesn't have to be all of them. I understand keto products can be really expensive. So really focus on the things you know that you crave most often and have these things on hand, ready to go so that When we are in those moments and the cravings really high, we just reach for an alternative and it satisfies that craving and we move on with our lives. Especially as we are moving back into our keto lifestyle, sometimes these cravings are almost like false hunger because we are dehydrated. So something we could do is set a timer for five minutes when we're craving something, drink a large glass of water and... After the five minutes are up, really drop in and see if that craving is true or not. Something that I do all of the time is I use green and herbal teas to really help in these moments. It sounds silly, but first of all, they count towards your water goal. Amazing. And second of all, There's something really nourishing about the act of sipping a cup of warm tea. It's soothing, it's comforting, and it takes time to do it, which often allows enough time for that craving to pass. I will also use some different teas for after dinner, some decaf vanilla chai or raspberry lemon or roasted dandelion root and... This is when I think I'm craving something sweet after dinner, or oftentimes we're not even craving it. We are just now in the habit of having something sweet after dinner, and I will pour myself one of these teas. I make sure I have a lot of variety so it's not the same thing all of the time, and by the time I'm done sipping on it, there was no craving there to begin with, or that craving is past. Maybe tea isn't your thing. That's totally fine. I know lots of people could care less. But what is your thing? Perhaps this could be a beautiful journal prompt that you take some time to consider or even just sit with and reflect upon. But what is it that indulging in that craving is actually giving you? So often we assume it's because I just feel like that food. But the truth is there's more to it than that it is giving you comfort or relieving stress or allowing you to just feel a moment of control over your life even though it's not what you actually want to be doing whatever it is we need to shine a light on that and figure out what feels best for us as an alternative if we are indulging in cravings because we believe It's just going to bring us comfort, but we know damn well after we have the thing, we're going to feel so much discomfort in our minds, all of the drama we're going to create around it, all of the guilt and shame and regret and worry in our bodies, we will have these physical symptoms showing up again. So what is it for you that indulging in that craving is giving you? If it is to relieve stress or bring you comfort what other activity in your life feels nourishing in the same way. Maybe we go read a book. Maybe we go for a walk, get out in nature, really clear our heads. Maybe we snuggle with our animals. Maybe we go have a bath and light some candles and or do some self-care, some face masks, paint our nails, whatever it is. But we need to really come up with a solid list of alternatives, of things that allow us to feel that same emotion, that same stress relief, that same level of comfort, that same feeling of control over ourselves that doesn't involve running to food. That is just a default setting that we have repeated so many times. We need to get ahead of it. We know it's going to happen. So I would really recommend writing in your journal, getting out a piece of paper, writing down a list of a bunch of nourishing, playful things that you can turn to when these cravings feel super high so that you can allow yourself to feel that sensation and feel those emotions of what you believe indulging in that craving will give you. Without relying on food to do it for you. Something else that we could do is I shared on another podcast doing the three tasks rule where we have a craving. Okay, we acknowledge that it's there. Let's not pretend that it's not there, but let's go do three tasks around the house or at the office or whatever it is. And after those three tasks are up, then we can decide what to do with that. We don't have to give in just because a craving pops up in our mind. Like I've shared, this is like that little toddler throwing a tantrum saying, I just want that food and I want it now. But we are adults and we can gently parent ourselves and compassionately remind ourselves how good we're going to feel. When we follow through with our intentions, how proud we'll feel of ourselves, how much our body will thank us, how much our mind will thank us. These cravings are temporary. They will not last forever. They are instant gratifications. They are impulses, and we don't have to give in to them every single time. And when we allow ourselves to acknowledge them and choose what will actually serve us instead, now we are truly following through with our intentions and our promises to ourselves. We really need to build this foundation of self-trust. If we are gonna include carbs in our lifestyle, whether it's for a holiday, a celebration, a vacation, or even if we have just been struggling lately and life's felt really hard and we have found ourselves way off the rails, into all of the carbs, we need to establish self-trust to pull ourselves out of this place. And the more we practice with patience, compassion, kindness, grace, curiosity, we are then able to put an end to the cycles of shame and self-judgment that are truly what keeps us stuck. If you follow me on Instagram at the Keto Success Coach, you may have seen a reel I posted the other day on Tuesday, the day I was getting back to my keto lifestyle, where I shared what my body looks like right now, because it is bloated. I have gained some weight. And I did that because I think it's so important to be honest and genuine and vulnerable and transparent about where I'm at now after taking a full week of eating higher carbs and sugar because the truth is I have no shame about my choices or about how my body currently looks. To me, it's actually a beautiful reminder of how good I feel when I am living into my keto low-carb lifestyle Every single time I have higher carbs for a stretch of time, by day five or six, I am reminded how much I love keto. What a beautiful reminder it is it gets me excited about it again. It gets me inspired and fired up and stoked on all of the incredible foods I get to make and that I get to enjoy. And the fact that this is quote unquote a diet where my body gets to feel great, I can lose some weight, my skin looks better, my energy's better. Why do we want to convince ourselves that going back to keto is restrictive and we'll be deprived and we have to give up everything we love? It's simply not true. We tell ourselves that we have to sacrifice things and that it's gonna be so hard. But like I said earlier, what are you sacrificing right now? What feels hard about what's going on right now as you're indulging in all the higher carbs and sugar? These are simply storylines that we've recycled around and around in our mind so many times, and they're not true. If we truly believe that we feel our best when we are living a keto or low-carb lifestyle, this is now a beautiful opportunity to honor trust with yourself and honor what makes your body feel your best so that you can feel your best every single day. You can show up in your life every single day feeling so much better, relieving so much more of The shame and guilt, and the mental chaos, and the constant mind drama and chatter around food. We simply get to practice living into how we know we feel our best and allow ourselves to make food choices that will serve us and truly honor that. I hope you found this episode helpful. I'll just do a quick little recap on how personally, I get myself back to my keto lifestyle, it honestly starts while I'm still in a carb phase. It starts with noticing the physical symptoms I'm experiencing. It then transitions into getting excited about going back to keto and getting really stoked on all of the keto foods and recipes that I can't wait to have again. I will pick a day that I am gonna get back to it. Often, it's not a Monday. Shock, horror, I know. It often is a Tuesday because we tend to have leftovers and I'll simply eat the leftovers and then move on instead of creating so much more mind drama about having them in the fridge and food waste and blah, blah, blah. It's so unnecessary. If it helps, Just start on Tuesday, but I will make that commitment on that day and honor it. I will ensure that whatever day it is that I pick, that my food environment, my kitchen is set up for success with keto-friendly foods in the fridge, the freezer, the pantry, making sure I have low-carb alternatives on hand for any of the higher-carb foods that I tend to crave. I will make sure that that first meal, that first day is something I'm really excited about, foods that I really love that are keto-friendly. Usually, like I said, it's bacon and eggs. It might be a bunless burger or a burger with a low-carb bun, or it could be a nice ribeye with broccoli and mushrooms, like really delicious, satisfying, satiating foods that feel like a homecoming, that feel like foods you can still get really excited about. I also focus on absolutely crushing water like it is my job. (laughs) I'm not even lying. Water, 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 water and electrolytes. But even within that, I will switch up my water bottle if it makes it feel more fun. I will include green tea in the afternoons and maybe an herbal decaf tea in the evenings after dinner and just really ensure that I am staying hydrated and that I'm supplementing my electrolytes so that I don't experience symptoms of keto flu. And I let that be enough for as long as it takes for myself to really normalize that again and to allow certain cravings to pass and allow my body to remember how good it feels to nourish itself with foods that it loves and to hydrate myself especially after having all the carbs and sugar then i'll start incorporating more movement in daily walks and stretching of course you know me by now i am still always doing whether i'm having carbs or not i'm still doing my morning rituals i'm still meditating i'm still doing my healing practices So this episode really is more centered around just the tangible food components of a healthy, healed, happy keto lifestyle. But I really give myself space to just land in what feels easiest and what feels doable to transition my way back. Maybe that includes low carb days here and there. I don't really stress about it or worry about it. As long as I'm avoiding the very obvious high-carb foods and making choices that feel nourishing and that align with the direction I want to move in, that gets to be enough. I let go of any shame around the choices I've made or how my body looks based on those choices. Shame and self-judgment keep us stuck. Empathy and compassion move us forward. Shame, self-judgment, regret, worry, that really is just draining you more. It is draining your energy and your emotional and mental bandwidth. It's making it harder on yourself than it needs to be. When we are able to approach it with empathy, compassion, grace, self-kindness, when we are able to notice when that negative inner voice wants to come in, and be so hard on ourselves and tell us we need to try harder, how can we soften with that? Because the truth is, this really is a beautiful opportunity for us to honor trust with ourselves and build trust with ourselves and treat our body and honor what our body is asking of us that makes it feel its best and makes us feel good about ourselves so that we then show up for ourselves every single day from that place. Like I said, we are always just one meal away from being back on track. One meal at a time, one day at a time. So when we are getting back to our keto or low carb lifestyle, before we even start, it may be beneficial for you to journal on or really meditate or sit with this idea, how can I make this transition as easy on myself as possible? And allow whatever comes up for you, whatever thoughts come in, whatever your body is communicating with you to be there and write it down and allow yourself to ease back into it, with as much peace and compassion and curiosity and grace and kindness as possible. We don't have to do all of the things right from the start. What will make this process, this transition, easiest for you? Get really honest with yourself about that. Get really transparent and vulnerable and Even if it means, okay, I'm going to do keto for five days, then I'm going to have something higher carb, and then I'm going to go again, and we transition from there. There's no rules. There's nothing that says you have to start your diet Monday. There's nothing that says you can't maybe start with low carb instead of keto. There's nothing that says you have to go back to the gym and intermittent fasting and meal planning and meal prepping and drinking all the water and cooking all the meals. No. What feels easiest for you? What can help lighten the process? How can we make it more fun and playful so that it doesn't feel like we can only have fun in our lives when we're having carbs and sugar? Because that's not true. Like, that is so not true, okay? We know that. But that's what our mind wants to convince us of. Like, we're going to go back to keto and all of a sudden, everything we love is off the table. It's going to be so hard. It's going to be so restrictive. I'm going to feel so deprived just know you can have those foods again at a later time. But I truly recommend giving yourself even just one week of following through with the intention of going back to keto and dropping in and noticing how good you feel. And that just might inspire you and motivate you to keep going. We need to give ourselves enough time, enough of a chance to allow our lifestyle to become a lifestyle again. Perhaps you have heard the quote, choose your heart. And I know a lot of times it can feel like when we're getting back to a keto lifestyle, that feels harder than to just eat whatever. But the truth is, it's not easy to go against what we want for ourselves. It's not easy to constantly be beating ourselves up for how we look and how we feel. It's not easy to feel like we're selling ourselves short when we know we're capable of more. That's not easy. That's not an easier path. It may feel like a more convenient path, but that path really does a lot of damage to our self-esteem, our self-worth, our self-trust, and our self-confidence. Every time that I go off Of my usual keto eating patterns and include higher carbs and sugar, I get excited about the process of getting back to it because I know that this is the lifestyle for me. And the most beautiful thing happens because so often we do keto because we're worried about our weight loss. We just want to lose weight as fast as possible, blah, blah, blah. But That really is the byproduct. The most beautiful gift that you can give yourself when getting back to your keto lifestyle is building this trust with yourself and proving to yourself what you're truly capable of. That the more you show up for yourself and make choices for yourself that make you feel confident in yourself, capable in yourself, that you're someone you can be proud of, that you're somebody that you can trust, that you're not breaking promises to yourself. There is so much power in that, and that really will shift the way in which you show up in your lives, and that really does have a ripple effect on everything that's going on in your life. I know it can feel like life's just so hard right now, and doing keto feels just like one more thing that's going to be hard, but the truth is so much of the hard stuff going on around us is beyond our control. How we nourish and nurture ourselves, body, mind, and soul, is within our control. We get to decide that, and the more we practice living into our intentions, making intentional effort, and really allow this keto process to build our confidence and show us what we're capable of, now we are more empowered to take on everything else happening around us. So really reflect on how can I make this transition as easy as possible? You are always just one meal away from getting back on track. One meal at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, and really allow yourself to feel proud of yourself every single day that you show up and make choices that allow you to feel your best and allow that to build momentum to help you move forward. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope that it really just showed that even as someone who is a keto coach, who has been doing this for over five years, I still just really go back to the basics and allow myself to regulate there before including all of the other bells and whistles. We need to give ourselves enough time to remember how good we feel when we are living a keto lifestyle and to really allow that to inspire us and motivate us to keep moving forward. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening, pal. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend it with me, and I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions or want clarity around anything you heard today, or if you just wanna share what came up for you, check out the show notes and click on Connect with Stephanie. This is directed straight to my inbox where I personally answer every single message and question that comes in. I'm ready to hold space for you, and help you move forward on your keto journey. Until then, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.